Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent, Crash Gladys, and Statman. Here's the Freaks. You know, we've had full motorsports weekends, Freak Nation, and drag racing, NHRA wasn't even happening. Uh, IndyCar wasn't even happening. Supercross was, the finale in Salt Lake was, Crasher and I were there. We had Richard C. Suave and Statman manning the TV this morning, watching all the NASCAR and Formula One they can handle. Well, okay, all the Formula One they can handle, Statman. <laughs> you're just teeing them up uh it, it it's an interesting weekend to be a motorsports fan here in the states how you doing on a sunday night speed freaks lucas hole studios 22 years coming up next month freak nation thank you guys you've hung around over two decades for us it's a big show davy Millsaps, former 250 450 badass supercross pilot 250 champion uh, one of the top guns back in the day. I say back in the day. Retired four years ago, Crasher. That sounds about right, yeah. Right? Uh, we caught up yeah, with him at the Supercross finale in Salt Lake. You don't want to miss this interview. I'm going to be blunt about it. He spent three years on a couch and a number of those times contemplated suicide hmm. due to a concussion, severe concussion that he got in one track, during a Supercross race. Davey Millsaps, yeah, that guy, a big-time Supercross star. He joins us here in the Freak Nation. And I'm going to make a joke about this. Some guy that probably ha- has had more concussions than an NFL linebacker, John Force. <laughs> he joins us in the second hour. Sorry, I had to say that. It's, listen. That's way, That's not right. I mean, uh, it, it's a bit stretchy. Yeah, that's, that's our, this is our Blimpies guy. Come on. Okay, then the NFL tied in. I won't say linebacker, okay? Is that better? John Force, he just celebrated a big-time birthday and got himself a big win last weekend in Charlotte, four wide nationals. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And okay, hold on, hold on, hold yes, on. Yes, hello. Before you say anything else, because I don't want this to leave my head. Got it. Speaking of big-timers, legends in motorsports, mm-hmm. and their elder age, shall we say, and Charlotte, it just all, you were saying all of that about John Force and immediately came to mind a picture that was posted either yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday. Kyle Petty and Richard Petty. Kyle was so happy. They just finished yesterday. They finished their Kyle Petty charity ride. Right. This is the first time ever that Richard Petty has done the entire ride with Kyle. And he said, look at my dad, 86 years old, did the entire ride with us. And just sitting at the Grand Canyon, smiling, having the time of his life. I just, I had to bring that up because you bring up legends and age. And yep. it's like, they're still going. The John Forces, the Mario Andretti's, the Richard Petty's. It's like, oh, these are the people. These are the, the names why we love our show so much. It's those people who laid the groundwork for motorsports and just the status that it has. I love them. Love so them. you're telling me I should go out and buy another bike, huh? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, tell the Ohio Department of Highways to fix some of those Grand Canyon potholes, and I'll go buy another bike. 
Yeah, what's up with the Midwest winter this year? I, that's all I see on my timeline every once in a while. Like once somebody starts complaining about Indiana potholes, it's like it never ends. And last week was a big one. So clearly Indiana, Ohio, what's going on with y'all? Yeah, let me grab the steering wheel, Freak Nation. Bring okay, this thing okay, back okay, on okay, the fine, track. Fine, we fine, got fine, it. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, you might be watching us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live. Thank you guys for watching us. And even you guys listening to us the old-fashioned way and one of our many affiliates across the country, Sirius XM, or of course, online. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. So much to talk about. Formula One, was it a flop or was it fantastic in Miami? Certainly by the names of the folks that I saw on Ooh. Twitter, the pictures that I saw. At, listen, if... Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Patrick Mahomes? Mm, no. Saying. No, Statman, when you have an English guy who does a grid walk come over to America That's and he starts Wendell. talking to uh, black people, uh, he might, <laughs> he probably should know who the hell they actually are, right? He's tall. He had fluffy hair. It wasn't pretty. I was working on something on my computer and I could hear it <laughs> in the background. And I turned around and had to stop. And what what got me was he he confused Patrick Mahomes for a basketball player from Duke. I oh, said, okay. "Yeah, okay, that's that's a bit much." <laughs> and then and then he just says, "Who are you?" And <laughs> and at the, at the end of it, he walks away and says, "Whatever," and keeps yeah. going. <laughs> at least he was honest. I'll give you that. At least he was honest with that. Well, whatever. Who are you? Yeah. Okay. We'll get it right next time, Skipjack. All right, Freak Nation. I'm uh, going to resume with some affiliates, getting to some crash gladdest spit news and notes because we did have some results this weekend. Yep. And then we'll get back into more Formula One and NASCAR. Too tough to tame, baby. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you for being a part of Speed Freaks and the Lucas Oil Studios. Stat Mancraft, Gladys Kenny Sargent, Richard Seesaw, Suave. We're all here. Plenty of Formula One to discuss. NASCAR too tough to tame. Davey Millsaps joining us here in the Freak Nation. John Force. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com and find the tire for your righteous ride. I don't care what you got in the garage, man. Sports car, sedan, minivan, a big, fat, four-wheel drive F-250. Put some General Tires on that bad boy. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. Got to say this. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Hot Mama's Day to every mom out there. No matter how you got the role, you are loved and understood by the Moms Club and far, far beyond. Okay, arguably, though, proudest on the day of mom would be Sophie Kumpen. She is a world karting champ and also um, known as Mama Verstappen. How about Deborah Logano, Joey's mom, Darla Anderson, Supercross winner Jason Anderson's mom. Those three, just to name a few in the racing world these days. All right, let's start with Supercross as the season came to a dramatically fun ending in Salt Lake City this weekend. First of all, the crowd, they came to play. Rice Eccles Stadium was going off. All right, in the 250 East-West Showdown, your East champ, Jet Lawrence, was out before most of the day started as he twisted his ankle in the first morning practice. By race time and after the gate dropped, it was Jet's brother, Hunter, versus Christian Craig, versus hungry rider, Nate Thrasher, versus hometown hero, Pierce Brown. It was a great race. After a few laps of challenging, though, Nate Thrasher turned on his DRS. See what I did there. And he proclaimed, obviously, that this was going to be his race. Nate with his first win on the season, followed by Lawrence and Brown on the box. And with enough points, Christian Craig was crowned the 250 West champ. 
There was clearly a darling of the 450 race, and that was Malcolm Stewart. The crowd was electric for him. So when points were on the line and Justin Barsha took advantage in a turn and, quote, accidentally offed Malcolm, let's just say Barsha never lived that down the rest of the race. The race was led almost whole shot to flag by Jason Anderson with second to the young Chase Sexton and third to Barsha, though Barsha received nothing but booze from the crowd in his post-race interview. All right, I don't have much time to go on here, so we're going to talk a ton about Formula One and Miami, where, okay, this is true. I saw this picture. A plain purple Mercedes ball cap will cost you $120. A hat. And a safety car will apparently cost Lewis Hamilton any strategy advantage yet again. The winner, in the end, Max Verstappen. We're going to talk loads about this. Coming Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
Thank you, Lucas Oil, for being a part of this, man. 22 years. Coming up June 25th, Lucas Oil Studios. Go to lucasoil.com to find the right product to keep your rides on the road. Plenty of Lucas Oil product used in a number of Supercross pits this weekend, including uh, Benny Bloss and Team Tedder. Thank you guys for hosting a Crash and yours truly out there for a day. It was badass. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Let's see what happened down in Miami. Statman's got a scat coming up in moments. Don't want to go too deep into his scat. But at the same time, uh, Crasher and I were on a plane. Got you to plane. Late plane from Salt Lake City to Phoenix. And pulled up Hulu on my phone. And I think I was four or five laps into the Formula One race. Can I be honest with you guys? I looked up in the corner of my the screen of my phone. I thought, this this there's not a yellow yellow. There's not a you know full course car. These cars look like they were on warm up laps. Stat? They didn't look fast. They didn't. They just didn't look like the Formula One fast that I'm used to seeing on certain courses. Was that just me on a a bad connection, Stat man? No, I think it was the racetrack, and I I didn't like the racetrack at all, at all. There were some places they had no rhythm to the track. There were some places if you made a mistake, you'd end up in seven pieces across four counties. So it was and in I, the ocean. Yeah, and well, they, they were so far from the ocean they had to paint it on a parking lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, wow. I mean, it, that, I don't want to go into my scat right now, right. but it was uh, it was a weird track, and the, the drivers thankfully had enough discipline to uh, pull it back a notch or two in order to uh, make the thing workable. Uh, so, hmm. yeah, it was – thankfully, there were Formula One drivers and not stock car drivers who would have still gone at Daytona speeds through some of the chicanes and uh, would have ended up in those four counties. <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> Now, it Richie, you being it wasn't being the, it was excuse me, Kenny. It wasn't it was it was a dull race. There wasn't yeah. a lot of places to pass. A lot it went back. In fact, some of the announcers talked about it that some of the strategy is gonna to have to be for tile tire choice and uh hmm. pit stops that there wasn't a lot of on track passing. Okay, hold on real quick before you go to Richie, because I was trying to follow it on Twitter on the airplane today. You talked about strategy, Statman. Was Lewis Hamilton screwed out of his strategy as he claims he was? And was Charles Leclerc also screwed out of his strategy because of wrong tire choice to begin the race? Well, uh, Leclerc maybe, but uh, Hamilton, because he's having troubles this year, starting to whine a little bit and it's unbecoming. And it, uh, I... They don't know how to handle him because he drives tires to the cord sometime. And uh, so when they have to make decisions, they haven't had that experience. So uh, he's having trouble. And it's strange that the George Russell, his teammate with the same car, is uh, doing much better with that same car than he is. Uh, so I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. I made a call to a friend of mine in Japan who's an aerodynamicist, and I'm hoping that we can have a conversation and find out a little bit about what's going on. 
Richie, you being the novice motorsports fan, excuse me, Formula One fan, how did you take it? Could you get past the pomp and circumstance and watch the racing from a from a, a fan perspective versus there's Tom Brady, there's Beckham? <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, that's a, why, wait can, Richie, that's wait why. a minute, wait a minute, Richie. I want to add one more thing, and I apologize <laughs> go profusely. Oh, no, go ahead. The guy who sung the national anthem knocked it to North Carolina. He sung the heck out of that song. And before it was over, people were standing and giving him a standing ovation. I don't know who he was, but he sung the heck out of a song that's not easy to sing. And uh, the people were cheering for him through through the song. I'm sorry, Richie, but I had to say that. (laughs) No, no, it's it's totally okay. I, 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 Again, I'm a new I'm an, I'm a new fan, so I I I I will cede my time to you, Statman. Any, anytime you have an opinion on this thing, <laughs> I have an article pulled up here. If you're watching us on YouTube from Sports Illustrated, and it's talking about how some drivers reacted to the track in general, and uh, Carlos Sainz, Esteban Ocon, a couple others were talking about how how the track was unsafe. If you, it's hard Ooh. to see here on the YouTube stream, but 51 g impact into the wall. In one of these turns for a, a corner that for the most part, you weren't going very fast around some mm-hmm. of these corners because they were kind of tight. So uh, a lot of the drivers were, were saying Carlos signs and the drivers meeting was like, listen, this is unsafe. We need to be better safety wise here. Hmm. And then you had drivers after the race as well. Um, George Russell and a couple others were talking about how it needs to be repaved. George Russell was saying how he had trouble going down pit lane at times. And he's saying it was kind of felt like a tarmac. And oh, this is what happens. It, yeah. Because they were basically racing outside uh, in a parking lot, more mm-hmm. or less, just outside of, of the Miami Dolphins stadium. And so I can kind of see where they're coming from. And you kind of saw it during the race, too, when you have a surface like that. And I wonder if we're going to see the same thing in Las Vegas next year, too, Ooh. which is you're just not going to see any passing because the racing surface just doesn't allow for and and this is what George Russell was saying, how it doesn't allow for cars to go side by side. You're only basically working on, on one lane at a time. And so that's why as a race to watch it, as a race, it was boring as heck to watch because drivers couldn't go too wide. And for a series who prior to the season was all about, oh, listen, all these changes to the cars you're going to make, it's going to be more racy. It's right. going to be closer together. Cool. Still no passing at all, all day long. And it was kind of, it's kind of frustrating as a fan because I, I feel like I wasted two hours of my life today watching that race after there was so much hype around it and crashed. Mm. You know, we were talking before the show. We're not going to know the ratings until tomorrow. The race was on Big Daddy ABC. So it was on prime <laughs> television right. over the year. And I'm kind of curious to see what the ratings will be. I have a feeling it's, it, it knocked it out of the park compared to some of the other sporting events we're seeing. Again, the Stanley Cup playoffs are barely getting a million people to watch. And I have a feeling that this Formula One race, um, as popular as it was, the race wasn't good, but the ratings are going to knock it out of the park tomorrow. It's going to be one of the most watched sporting events. Well, now I'm going to want to look at the ratings to see, okay, the beginning of the race in the grid walk and everything. I bet that was high ratings. But then does it do they fall off? Do the ratings fall off because of how boring the on-track product really was? No, because people don't know that it was boring. That all the new uh-huh. fans 
who are just coming on board don't know that this is uh, this is a dull race. They're excited about you know fast cars and shiny cars and names that they've seen on television and so forth. Uh, you know, people that are cheering for Lewis are cheering for Lewis. The same people that embarrass Martin Brundle uh, in the in the grid walk are you know there to cheer for the people that they know you know and the the stars that they know so they don't know that it was a bad race it's people like us who say that they've had better but there's just it's a street race but it's just sad that long beach can figure out how to get a decent race and formula one can't (laughs) well we don't need a fatality or a serious accident to uh, make changes, but I'll give them this, that again, there's trying something new and they'll, they're going to hear this uproar. They're going to see it themselves and figure out if we're going back to Miami, we got to find a better race, race uh, areas for pass, for pass, for passing. Uh, they said that, Kenny, uh, right. after the race, while they were, because it took like 15 minutes to get from the finish line to where the to uh, victories, cele- the celebrations, <laughs> they had to put them in golf carts and drive them over to a different part of the. What? Yeah, it was the whole thing was pure American. It was so. <laughs> It was so crazy. None of the road courses or street circuits in America in current series do that. No, but they, they, uh, it was, they, the, when they passed out the trophies at the victory stand, they had a guy give it to somebody else who then gave it to the driver (laughs) because everybody had to have their piece because they were part of this sponsorship and they were part of that sponsorship. It was pure American. And then Richie mentioned it was outside Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, so they had to go with something that had Hard Rock in the background. And uh, that's where the victory celebration was. And uh, Dan Marino was there to pass out stuff. I mean, it was crazy. It was so, crazy. So you're telling me, Statman, at victory celebration, that they had to taste barbecue and shower in Budweiser. If it's, it was that, if that, that American. Yeah. Well, they didn't go that far. America. <laughs> they didn't go that far, but yeah, they had uh, they had to, they had to put a guy who was barely able to breathe because it was such a hot day and the two hours of racing. They had to put him in a golf cart and drive him over to the victory circle. Well, Stab man, look at the history of, of Long Beach. I can remember seeing my first Long Beach Grand Prix in '91. I think it was in person. In that person. is in person, and. I mean, hell, I was more interested in the women in the party at the time. So I didn't see a whole hell of a lot of racing. But I I look at Long Beach Grand Prix as improving over the years. Oh, without question. But trust me, I I hate to be devil's advocate and give any kind of positivity positivity to Formula One. That's been the most difficult thing for me the last couple of years, given they took a big dump on my Wheaties in Indianapolis. But Many, many years ago, that was 2004, and you're still carrying that grudge. Anyway, we'll get into that. But, hey, uh, at least we have Austin. And you're right, Richie, man. What's going to happen with – let's hope that they've learned from what we saw in Miami. Before Vegas. Because just – this is Vegas. I mean, Miami's in South Beach, that's significant. But this is Vegas. You You never know. You Long Beach looked more like Miami than Miami did. (laughs) You never know that you were in Miami. Don't give away your scats, Dad. Come on. I'm telling you. Get to it, Kenny. 
<laughs> Dang, man, I want to get to your scat, all right? All right, more Formula One conversation. And when NASCAR Cup drivers call each other morons, hell yes. Morons. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. That's next. <laughs> This won't be a popular opinion, but it's mine anyway. My first impression of the Miami Grand Prix and the track layout wasn't great. It's hard to hide Miami and the beauty of its international city, but this track layout did a wonderful job of it. Art Deco styling defines Miami, but it was ignored in this track. There's nothing that says Miami that I saw. Several NASCAR drivers have said that racing at Bristol is like flying fighter jets in a gymnasium. The Miami Grand Prix is like flying fighter jets in a crypto dumpster filled with discarded Red Bull. Doesn't appear to be any rhythm between the bob and weave turns and curbs and setting up beside one of the planet's great oceans only to paint a marina on a parking lot that left a little to be desired as well. Saw a headline somewhere this week as I bumped around the net said America might find it difficult to find a place for three Grand Prix in one season. Laying out a street race is tough, but looking at what happened in Miami, that might be true. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible, Freak Nation. Can't say it enough, man. We couldn't do it without our fine friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride. Summer's coming. Make sure you have your proper tires for all your travel around the United States of America. Go to GeneralTire.com. It's GeneralTire.com. Mentioned that I was on an airplane today. Didn't see a whole lot of racing. I saw a whole hell of a lot of racing. Just fantastic. Stat man, I just wanted I, all I wanted to hear last night. Salt Lake City, full house <laughs> with all the pomp and circumstance of fire. I wish I had the video to to drop it, but I just all I wanted to hear was Mike LaRocco. That's all I wanted to hear, man. Well, oh, hold man. on a second though. We were back in the pits, the Team Tetter Racing pits, right. because we were wrapping up. We had just wrapped up an interview with Davy Millsaps and. The former 250 champion, and, and now he's a trainer for several riders. And then the internet took a crap on us. So we had to wait. Yeah. I think it was over 30 minutes. Anyway, as we're waiting for this interview to actually upload, <laughs> all of a sudden the opening ceremonies go off and we hear all these fireworks behind us. We're like, are you kidding me? We aren't getting any of the pomp and circumstance that Supercross is known for because we're waiting on internet. It was so frustrating. So there was nobody in a, a white El Dorado convertible with no. flames and and steer horns? No. Um, Not at all. Hey, but no anyway, way. it uh, – Nobody can replicate that. Gosh. Stat, you, Stat, you've been to plenty of Supercross races. Richie, I know you haven't been to one, you happy bastard. We got to get you there. But mm-hmm. gosh, it these are bikes that are, again, almost 250 pounds. But they whip it around. I sound like a guy that just saw his first Supercross race. No. Well, it's been a while thanks to COVID. They whip these bikes around like they're broomsticks, man. And it's just so – this Salt Lake City Supercross finale was so tight, it reminded you of an arena cross track. 
it was that it was a small floor. Wow. I, I don't know if the guys got out of second gear. <laughs> wow. I, the first arena cross thing I saw was it was like, you I mean, they're going to race in this little space. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was it was wild. It was like a rodeo uh, room, you know, I mean, it yeah. was crazy. All right, so the NASCAR race went off too tough to tame, baby, in, in Darlington. Uh, Richard Petty was in the booth. It's a highlight. But when drivers call each other morons, and I didn't see the prior hit between Logano and Byron because according to Joey Logano, what happened between him and William Byron in that last lap was retaliation for something William Byron did to Joey Logano. Regardless, when a driver calls another driver a moron, you got to play that audio, right? And if you're watching it on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook Live, we're crediting our good friends at Fox Sports 1 for this video and audio. Byron leading right there at the end, and we just heard from Joey, and it sounded almost like it was a retaliation thing. Did you guys have something happen before that? No, I mean, we were really close off of two, and I think it spooked him and got him tight, and he was right against the wall, and I got the lead. And he's just an idiot. I mean, he, he does this stuff all the time. I've, I've seen it um, with other guys. And I mean, he drove in there 10 mile an hour too fast. And with these next-gen cars, you know, he slammed me so hard, it knocked the whole right side off the car and no way to make the corner. So, um, yeah, he's just a moron. He, he can't win a race. Um, so he does it that way. So, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. And it was close racing on the restart. We were faster than him, obviously. At the end, right rear started to go away, and um, yeah, he didn't even make it a contest. <laughs> Gosh, you what were they doing to Logano's car in that clip? He had they were like t- trying to pull something out. No, he had two flat tires, and they oh. had to change the tires so he could drive to Victory Lane. Did <laughs> you see him look- getting a golf cart ride there? Yeah, yeah, right. If, if he'd have been an F one, he'd have, that'd have been the in. in ignominy what is that whatever that word is uh but it, <laughs> yeah wow that, that's that's my uh instead of indy bonics that's my columbus bonics dang <laughs> yeah no it, it was uh you see him look over his shoulder at one point to see if anybody was coming while he was throwing <laughs> these things out there. <laughs> There's a an idiot. not safe for work video that's out there too with William Byron talking to the legend Jeff Gordon. He dropped, I think, an F-bomb and an S-bomb, giving his critique of Joey Logano. Again, we talk about this. Listen, you're driving a race car for three or four hours. It's not like you're going to feel like you're brewing some tea and putting your feet up. on the. It's like I'd, just, I'd hop out of a car and just start punching people just if I'm happy. I'd, I couldn't imagine sitting in a car for four hours and then a beautiful woman comes up to you and, Talks about a dude railing you into the wall. Yeah, I love that guy, man. Exchange Christmas cards. It's and that is that is true. At least in the stick and ball sports, they get fifteen minutes to calm down. You know, <laughs> but yes. there they they drive. They get three or four minutes for a cool down lap, and then they pull into the pits, and somebody sticks a camera, a microphone, and a, some lights and a video screen. Hey, what do you think about Joey Logano knocking you into the wall? You know, and it's just What do you think I think? Well, I'll tell you. Byron leading right there at the end, and we just heard from Joey, and it sounded almost like it was a retaliation thing. Did you guys have something happen before that? 
No, I mean, we were really close off of two, and I think it spooked him and got him tight, and he was right against the wall, and I got the lead. And he's just an idiot. I mean. There you go. <laughs> That's not the first time they've said that about sliced bread either. But yeah. generally, they were a little older than Byron when they put that out there. It, there are three and a half, four hours of road rage. We go three minutes or 30 seconds and we want to start punting people. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, in the NFL, they go three and a half hours of hitting each other and, you know, they're ready to. But they get 15 minutes. Maybe that's what they ought to do with NASCAR. Give them 15 minutes to calm down. This is such a Geico commercial. It's crazy. 15 minutes can save you. <laughs> can you imagine if that's if Joey Logano did the same thing during the uh, NASCAR playoffs? Mm-hmm. William Byron's got two wins. He's already in the playoffs, so that pretty much did not matter to him whatsoever. I'm pretty sure he's damn near the top of the point standings at the moment, too. But if it was in the playoffs, there, there would have been some hands thrown. 100%. We had mm-hmm. Sarah says the same thing here. He says they, she thought Joey and William were going to fight. If this was the NASCAR playoffs, there would be hands thrown, and I am here for it. Yep. But because it was a regular season, just like, oh, he's a douche. Now, if there if there'd been hands thrown, if it had been at, Mont, at uh, Martinsville or Bristol, where there's a lot of tight bumping around, uh, at least at Darlington, it's not they're not banging around like they you know do at some of the short track races. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, coming up next, Davy Millsaps uh, retired from Supercross competition recently. You don't want to miss this interview. He has mad props for James Bubba Stewart. And he talks about a concussion that almost took his life. It's a significant significant conversation with a dominant rider Supercross. That's next. Freak Nation. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Lucas Oil. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud terrain tire offers aggressive styling engineered for durability with innovative performance features ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with Speed Freaks since 2001. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I got to tell you, Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, where you've got about 35 minutes with Davey Millsaps, former Supercross badass, a 250 champion, one of the bigger names in Supercross back in the day, retired several years ago, now a trainer for a number of riders. 35 minutes that we're going to put up on YouTube this week, but here's a slice of it. We talk about concussions, possible suicide, and James Stewart, the greatness that was James Stewart on the track. Davey Millsaps with the Freaks. I was going to be obviously gigantic when I retired mm. just because right. my dad's big. I mean, my dad was, when I was amateurs, he was 6'1", 280. And he's going to get mad that I said that because he argues that he wasn't my dad. I got pictures. You were for sure 280. And he might have even been bigger. Um, they call him Big Dave for a reason. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, for me, it's just I stayed somewhat skinny, thank God. And, and mm-hmm. now that I'm somewhat training these guys, I, I can't. I can't be the trainer walking around the piss with the belly. You know, mm-hmm. if I had one of those, I wouldn't want them. That, so, no, good point. no, no disrespect to anyone out there that has one. There's probably fantastic trainers that have bellies, but I just, I can't do it to myself. It's, just, it's okay. You can disrespect me. It's like coaches. It's like the trainers yeah. who walk around and they're smoking a heater and they're, they're getting Jimmy Jack over there on yeah. the treadmill. No, settle down, Skippy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. And, I mean, I I drink. Yeah, but I honestly, I haven't drank all that much. I've been training for an Ironman and well, half Ironman, should I say? So I'm trying to get back into doing that stuff. And and so drinking has has been pushed off to the side, unfortunately, because I do like to have my social drinks with you know my family and whatnot. But other than that, I'm just trying to stay in shape so I can keep up these guys. So hold on. What was the inspiration to train for a half Ironman? I mean, that is no joke. My bucket list to do a full. Like I eventually oh. want to do a full, and it's been a dream of mine 
for a long time. Why? I don't know. Cause it's very painful for me to run. Cause I can't run. Oh. Um, but it's just one of those things where you start as being one of the most physically demanding sports in the world. Yeah. You start to look at the sports as like, what is more physically demanding? Like in our, in my mind, I look at an Ironman as like, yeah, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> so it's not, and there the, are some people that do 10 of them. Yeah. Like, the, like the run, the, sorry, the swim and the bike, like I can, I can live with that, but the mm-hmm. 26 mile run that that's not okay. And for me to go into I'm like, okay, like if I can accomplish that, like that's a bucket list check mark and then I'm good to go. Like then I have Leadville 100 and level 100 was, I did the 50 and the hundred was really inspired from, from Ryan Fedora who passed away in January. He's been my best friend for, yes. you know, my best friend for 17 years, best man in my wedding, you know? So like when he passed, obviously it, it hit hard. And, and one of the biggest things he wanted to do was Leadville 100. And he never got the chance. So like, there's a lot of guys like Will Hahn and Bogle and, and uh, you know, some of the guys that want to do it for him. And that's fantastic. But I want to do it for him as well. But yeah, to, to be able to keep up with these guys, like you said, and yeah. I still don't understand how mainstream sports or at least the, the talking heads about mainstream yeah. sports don't give Supercross and Motocross their due. Because you're right. It is the most physically demanding yeah. sport out there. We go maybe between only, soccer. Yeah, and, and maybe cycling. And, and that's – but come on. It, it's – they think that all we do is twist the throttle. They don't ever look at what goes on in day-to-day life. If they come out here and twist the throttle, yeah, anyone can ride a dirt bike. Let's say anyone can ride a dirt bike. But no one can do what we do out here or what these guys do out here. So it's it's – it's a double-edged sword when it comes to trying to tell people like, Hey, like, like, you know, we ride dirt bikes. Like, Oh, all you do is swallow. You don't do anything. Like, no, like there's way more to it than that. Like wake up every morning. Like you, you eat, live and breathe dirt bikes, you know? And, and then you have cycling at for cross training and you have the gym, you know, and, and you have all this stuff and, and your diet is super gnarly too. So it's, it's never ending and people don't see that part of things. So like Indy, Indy car drivers, one of their training things is they've got this, this weight that helps them with, to get trained for G forces in the yeah. turns. What's something super cross wise. That's really wicked out there, but it helps them on the track. Well, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of G's like obviously like, right. like the Indy cars, but you know, arm pump, yeah. arm, pump, arm yeah. pump is massive. And that comes with, that comes with endurance. Mm-hmm. The more you ride, the better, the stronger you get, the more you push your limits in practice, Obviously, the more you can push it out here at the races, mm-hmm. um, but building your strength and your endurance, you know, is is it's a hard mixture to get because it, it's you build too much strength. Now you're going to create arm pump. You're going to create more pump because obviously more muscle, more fatigue. And then you also have to look at you need the strength for the dirt bikes. But then it's like, OK, well, dirt bikes weigh 230 pounds. Like you're lifting that every day, no matter what you want to how you want to look at it. You're riding it. You're still lifting it. And there's so many things and so many variables that go into it. And, and for me, I start to start look at like what I really did. And, and reaction time is massive because you get out the gate fast, then you can ride up there in the front a lot easier than you can come from the back. And now with how fast everyone's going, you're not coming from the back. More, you know, most like nine out of 10 times, you're not coming from the back. So if you can have a fast reaction time, which I just started working on a Benny because he just came back. Right. Um, so because his reaction time is pretty bad right now and, and I love him, but it's pretty, it's bad. Let's face right. it. You know, he gets dead last starts. It's fantastic. So, so he's but, working his ass off to get to the field. Yeah. So yeah, that's real tough. Davey working with a guy that's dead last. Come on. Cra- crash could Stop help it. him out. Oh, 
<laughs> David Millsaps gets you from last to second to last. Stop. Yeah, I mean, he went from he went from dead last to I think he got twelfth or something wow. like that. You know, two weekends ago. Okay, but I mean, for him, like he's only ridden on a Supercross track I think eight times since December. Like that's all he's been on. So for him, he's just getting his feet wet, learning how to race again before he goes into the outdoor season. Um, but yeah, like back to your question, there's for dirt bikes, it's not just, you know, the one thing like, like in the G forces, we don't have that, you know, it's just need a lot of seat time. It's everything. everything. So, okay. Going back into the fitness with it. I mean, talk about that reaction time. That's a big thing when it comes into pit stops with NASCAR and IndyCar. It's a big thing when it comes to getting off the line and drag racing. So equate that then to Supercross because, yeah, the gate drops. As it's dropping, I mean, do you look for it to be at a certain place before you throttle down? Well, I look for it to flinch. Just flinch? Just flinch. Interesting. So as soon as it flinches, you go. You know, because by the time your reaction time goes, the gate's already down. So as soon as you see it flinch, it's already hit the ground and, and you're gone. But it's not just the start, though, that we need reaction time. It's everybody's out there. Every, you know, all the races are against you and you have to move. You have to see it. All the ruts coming at you, the whoops coming at you, the jumps coming at you, your bike can react different ways. Like you have to have split second reactions to everything on the track. And it's not just the starting gate. I mean, obviously, that helps, obviously. Well, 20 minutes of Supercross. 20, you're right. Obviously, starts help because that reaction time can help you everywhere out there. But I mean, if you, if you have a bad reaction time, now you have to even think twice as much because now you're dealing with the guys in the way back who you shouldn't be back there with. Right. You know what I mean? Or uh, I shouldn't be back there or Benny shouldn't be back there with, should I say. So. so when you talk about reaction time training, it's not just the gate. It's your, how do you teach him to be better with a rut in the middle of a turn? Uh, well, thank God he's good in turns. Like he's, he's good in turns and that's a natural ability for him. A lot of people don't have that. You know, it's the whole saying that, you know, jump for show, corner for dough. And that's been a saying around for a long time. And <clears throat> corners is something that bike setup helps tremendously with and your body position helps, you know, but some people nowadays are taking the European style, which I think, you know, Kenny brought here and, and, you know, Marvin brought here where they're keeping their legs on, on the pegs. And see, I was never able to do that. Like some outdoor tracks, like, yeah, if I stand up, my feet are on the pegs, obviously, but it looks foreign to me. It's very foreign. They do yeah. that a lot overseas. And now they're starting to bring <clears> it here where Tomac, has pretty much mastered that along with Kenny with his feet on the pecs. And I never ever got the chance to really try it that much because as I, as it started to come in, I was like teaching an old dog a new trick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's not going to happen. Um, and for me, it just didn't make sense. It, it was it was odd. Benny does it sometimes and, and, it, and it's fine, but he's way faster when he puts his leg out. You know, Kenny can do it just as fast with or without. Um, so can Tomac. But for me, it's... The reaction time in the middle of the corner is not really reaction for that. It's it's just the whole flow in the corner, where your entry is, like where you know where you're giving it gas, where your body position is, where are you looking? Because if you're looking straight down, you're not going anywhere. You always have to look at where you want to go, and that's that's a big one as well. So sometimes you got to bring it back to basics to get really far. So so you're out here winning a 250 light champion back in the day, right? Yeah, they were called lights back in the day. Uh, did you ever anticipate you'd be coaching one of these happy bastards <laughs> 15 years later? I mean, I always wanted to do something like that yeah. just because the whole time growing up, you know, I always had guys drive with me since the time I was little, like always come ride with me, always come ride with me. If they needed help, like I'd help them. You know, it was just 
I always wanted to help people get better in this sport because the more people that are better in this sport, the more it's going to grow. And this sport was able to give me everything that I have. And obviously I worked for it, but it still was there. Um, so for me to give back to kids that can't do good, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that why wouldn't I? And especially cause I have the knowledge to be able to do it. Why not? And, uh, and I enjoy it now. You know, I sat on the couch for three and a half years with my head injury. And then, you know, now I'm back out here doing this and it gives me purpose again. It gives me something like a routine. It gives me routine. It gives me something to focus on. And, uh, cause my head injury really did me into the point to where I was spiraling like mm-hmm. weird ways and I couldn't help it. I didn't know what was going on, but Can now you- this, yeah, well, the post concussion symptoms and depression mm-hmm. and all that bull crap, it sucks, honestly, but it's real. And, uh, this gives me something to look forward to and do every day that I'm enjoying it again. So that's one thing that caught me off guard is when we've had you on the show or we've seen you in interviews yeah. prior to the concussion. Yeah. This is more you than what I'm used to. But then you hear three years, you're just, you're, yeah. your ass is on the couch yeah. because of those issues. You think, holy smokes. Yeah. But depression, concussion issues, brain issues, that shit's real, bro. Dude, like, it's real. No, it's, it's, it's beyond real. And I've told the story before, you know, and, and, you guys have done interviews with me. Like I've been, always been like the happy go lucky. Like I just upbeat and stuff like that. And, and and it got to the point to where like the suicidal thoughts were gnarly for me. And that's not something that I'm, I, I don't want to hide it because everyone, people go through it. But for me, it was more so like, okay, like how do I stop this? Cause I didn't obviously want those. So I'm like, how do I fix it? And I would do anything, everything I was trying to do to get rid of it. I wouldn't just, I wasn't going to let it, you know, conquer me. So that's kind of where. I started to go in with my health and way, you know, started looking way into depth with my health and, and, you know, uh, got to brain health and stuff like that. So where it's, and then I started changing my life and I started to go away. And then I got out of my depression, got out of all that stuff. And then I, I was able to come do this stuff. And now I'm like, I'm way better now than, than I have been in, in four and a half years. And, and, uh, it's, it's cool. You can write a book about all that. But what's, what's interesting no, about depression is, is in, in some form or fashion, we all suffer from it. Yes. And you hear people talk about, well, you have children and you have a wife, you have all this money and cars. And unless you go cars. through it, you don't understand that yeah. none of that matters, man. Look at no. your son, daughter, and you're depressed and you want to kill yourself. What? <laughs> it happens. I mean, that's just. It's life. And for some people, for a lot of people, it's life. And it's, it's a hard thing to overcome. And, and for me, it was looking at my kids and my wife is, is kind of like, okay, like I can't, I got to fix this. You know, like I want to walk down the aisle with my daughter when she gets married. I want to be there for my son. You know, I, I want to do this stuff with my wife. Like there's so many things that like, at some point in, in some parts of my day, like I was not depressed. I wasn't suicidal stuff like that. So I could click those, click those times and use them to like, okay, like let's fix this. And that's when I would. And I'd just do my research. I figured out what was going on. And that's when I started finding all this stuff that I needed to, to at least try. It's, it, we'll, we'll end it with this, David. It's funny when we ask the younger riders, I say younger guys in their mid-20s, we, we always drop in these three comparisons. We go James Stewart, Carmichael, and McGrath. And again, Carmichael and McGrath just bombed us. But hearing the kids nowadays really revere James Stewart yeah. and his riding style. All wins, champions aside, just that style. It's funny to hear these younger kids talk about that. He's the only one that he brought style into the sport. Yes. You know, and, and he's three years older than me. And I, I'm from Florida, so I grew up with James. Like I was just having yep. a, I had 
a 30 minute conversation with Big James this morning. Oh, nice. He was talking about my dad and how he's like, my, you and my, you know, your dad and me were like this. And I'm like, I'm like, sure. You know, and, and I mean, I, I love the Stewart family. I always have. Yeah. And I also, I also hated James for what he was doing. You know, who, who the f- wants to bubble scrub like that mm-hmm. in their right mind? And, and then I started thinking like, okay, he's, he's five, five. So mm-hmm. five, five or five, six, like probably way, way easier, you know? And, and he has a size eight or nine boot probably way easier. Mm-hmm. You don't catch your feet everywhere, you know? And, and but mm-hmm. you have to admire James's riding style, even though he was balls to the wall, like he never cared, but it was the fact of how much passion that you could see how mm-hmm. he, you know, what he had in the sport. You know, when every minute ever that he was riding, you know, he always put passion into it. And that was something that you can never take away from him. So from Bubba Scrubs to, you know, his stupid rhythms and, and you know, across the board, like if I was talking to Big James Storm, like watching him, I remember watching him when he's on a PW and he wasn't human on a PW. He, he really wasn't human on a PW. He was gone on a PW. As he got older, obviously he got more human. And, but the stupidity never changed. He was yeah. still a guy that you're like, if anyone's going to do this, James, you know, like, oh, what's James going to do now? You know? So, and, and like I said, I love James to death, but like, yeah, you have, you admire him, but you got to hate him at the same time mm-hmm. for everything. Like as a racer, yeah. now as a fan all day. Yes. Yeah. But as a racer that had to race him, like, there was some things that you just, you hated him for. He brought back WFO. I mean, WFO, <laughs> he did, didn't he? I mean, WFO for me in the seventies was it. Yeah, and it just lost it, and I said, "That guy's WFO." They, they, yeah. What are you talking about, Kenny? What does that mean? Yeah, he, yeah. he brought it. What? He brought it back tenfold. Yeah, there was. I mean, you can go on and on about James, you know, yeah. and, and but for when he wanted to calm down, he calmed down. When he wanted to go crazy, which was ninety nine percent of the time, he went crazy. And but again, I go back to just the fact of how fast and how creative he was. You know, he was super, super creative, and his his riding style straight up was just on edge all day, every day, you know, then he had Carmichael who was on edge, but I don't think he was purposely on edge. You know, he was accidentally on edge all the time. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys. And Statman. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, coming up, John Force, and you could make a John Force interview a three or four parter, uh, but well, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to make it a two parter, Freak Nation. It's going to be a two parter with John Force, 16 time funny car champion, John Force. Anytime he rolls in the Freak Nation, you just need to sit and be still because there will be times when 
You have no idea what he's talking about. And he'll admit it. <laughs> right? And where was I going with it? What was the question you asked? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Lots of things going on yeah. in my head. Uh, so that'll be this hour, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of it, man. Whether you're listening to us on Sirius or many affiliates across the country, watching us on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook Live. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. I, I'm going to harp on it until, damn it, I stop. 22 years, <laughs> June 25th, <laughs> June of this year, uh, 22 years of Speed Freaks. Richard C. Suave, Crasher, Statman, yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Website, speedfreaks.tv. Twitter, Instagram, we're there for you. Suave, you got a little poll out there in regards to the Formula One Grand Prix. Uh, what's the status on the Grand Prix there, young man? I just asked a very simple question, which was um, about today's Miami Grand Prix. All I said was, how would you grade today's Miami Grand Prix? Did you enjoy it or was it boring as freak? And like we talked about back in the first hour of the show, 63% calling it boring as freak. I like to talk to the 37% and find out who they are, figure out what were they watching the same race I was? Well, no, I think that goes back to what Statman was saying. There's so many new fans of Formula One because of Drive to Survive that they're just cheering for personalities and not really caring about the on-track product. Uh, so true. We've got friends that'll text us oh, only yeah. when Max Verstappen wins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and yesterday heard that we were out of town at a race and then Probably the second that that came out of somebody else's mouth to them, Mm -hmm. they text us, oh, my gosh, you guys are in Miami? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, Mm -mm. no, we're in Salt Lake City. I need to remind the Freak Nation that every weekend you get a chance to win a set of general tires. Just beat us with your three picks, whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar. We got to do – should we do Formula One for Monaco? God, we have all those No, that's the Indy 500. Come on. Well, maybe we just get – Three shots. We do the Coca Cola six thousand. We do Monte Carlo and the Indy five hundred. Yeah, but it won't. The Coca Cola race won't end till the fourth of July. So you know, stop. It. <laughs> it's the Coca Cola six hundred days in a row. <laughs> However, right, and we've debated on this shit. No, we haven't debated. Everybody here agrees. NASCAR should shorten the vast majority of their races. One to not shorten, though, would be the Coca-Cola 600. Keep it as is, even oh, though that no. has produced gotta, a boring product for stat, man. You no, got no, a seriously. 600 miles? I it's mean, you go, you go, it's, through, it's like going to the middle of the fourth quarter in a football game and you still got another half to go. I mean, it's like you can't, you, that's the, that's the, even the drivers don't like that. That's too long. Crasher Statman's drunk as hell. It's by Memorial he Day weekend. All a fan wants to do is just wake up, stay in his or her PJs, mm. and or invite friends over for a barbecue. Watch Monaco, then watch the taped version of the Little 500 on Mav TV, then watch the Indy 500, then roll it right into the Coca Cola 600. You don't need anything else that it's day. The, it's the Coca Cola 600 shots of Cavassier, Statman. <laughs> Come on, Broham. Let's go. 
Yeah, I still, yeah. I still think it lasts. It's the 600 summer event. You know, it just you just tune in every once in a while and see how it goes. It goes from the Memorial Day that opens summer to the 4th of July that shows you summer still going on. Summer break so, race. So is that race. <laughs> Well, these are the results for his past Beat the Freak. Oh. Wait a minute. I got – are you kidding? I missed by one point? This was last week. This was last week. That if you're could- listening to us, Freak Nation, uh, Crash with 84, Stat with 83, our winner, or lack thereof winner, David, our contestant, 70, and Kenny at 49. I got my ass handed to me. Uh, we'll talk more about that. We got to go to break, Freak Nation. I actually got to uh, resume with some affiliates. Statman's all upset, all up in this thing. <laughs> More freaks coming up. Going to bring in some affiliates to get back to Crash Gladys. Pit news and notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out, bringing in another round of affiliates here. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Last hour, Supercross veteran badass who retired several years ago, Davey Millsaps, joined us. Plenty of Formula One and NASCAR Darlington conversation. More of that coming up. John Force, a two-parter coming up this hour. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. GeneralTire.com is a great website to find the tire for your righteous ride. Summer's coming, man. Make sure you have the right tire for the the travels across the country. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. I didn't get to NASCAR or really some of the meat of Formula One in the last hour news and notes. So let's start with Formula One, Miami, baby, where we did talk about this. A plain purple Mercedes ball cap was going for $120. Yeah, that was one of the pictures we were sent from Miami. Actually, no, no, no. That picture was credit to Jenna Fryer of AP. Holy freaking cow. And then, of course, the safety car, what some people are saying on Twitter, costing Lewis Hamilton any of his strategy yet again. He's had some safety car issues in several races. F1's debut, though, in Magic City, aside from maybe covering up what Miami should actually look like, the weather was good. Social media-wise, everything looked good, but the on-track product was lackluster. Until the final 10-ish laps. After the safety car pulled off track from the Lando Norris-Pierre Gasly incident, the race was won, though, by a defensive Max Verstappen who pulled away by almost four seconds, though, at the end from Charles Leclerc. NASCAR raced a throwback-themed weekend in Darlington. First in the Xfinity Series, it was very adventurous. Justin Allgaier, though, throwing back to his last win last year right there at Darlington to double up year over year. Then in the Cup Series, we've talked about this a little bit. Did Joey Logano play dirty for his first win on the season? Or was that just a racing thing? That debate will never end. Wow, I'm losing music. Everything is quiet. Hey, it's all Supercross. The season is now done. What? Bottom line, though, it was Jason Anderson taking the win last night. And in the 250 East-West shootout, that was Nate Thrasher. What was it that you were saying? I was just trying to think right there, Kenny. We're walking through the concourse. It's one of the greatest like, names yes. ever in uh, in Supercross. You heard Nate Thrasher passes Hunter Lawrence. You're like, what's his last name? Of anybody to have a Supercross last name, it's Thrasher. 
Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Altimax RT43 to the aggressive all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with a NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction... In wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. LucasOil.com or follow Lucas Oil on Twitter. Be sure you like their Facebook page. You get some insight to some incredible products to keep your engine happy during these hot summer months. Go to LucasOil.com, the official oil freak nation. I think Crash is right in this text thread that we have. Richie, you got some some snappy video from the grid walks, old grid walk. Look at this. If you're watching There's us. There's a photo. 
watching us on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live. Uh, there's a great photo. Uh, I, I thought about this. What do you think? Tweet. There's a great photo of Michael Jordan, Beckham, Lewis David Hamilton. Beckham. Not Odell Beckham. Yep. David Beckham and Tom Brady, Lewis Hamilton. Did anybody do the math? What's the net worth of those four dudes? Oh, God. And how many championships do all four of them have together? I mean, seriously. Jeez. Statman, who, whose life would you like? Would you want Michael Jordan's life, Lewis Hamilton, David Beckham, or Tom Brady? Oh, Michael Jordan. I mean, crying out loud. Michael Jordan. Six championships, a billionaire. Come on. Best jump shot in the history of man? I don't know, man. Well, you talk about Lewis Hamilton. I thought, hell, you'd go with seven-timer Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, well, Lewis is complaining now. (laughs) Oh, come on. He's still Lewis, though. (laughs) Lewis is whining now. I don't want to hear him He's allowed to be. Oh, wait. Michael Jordan had some whining times, too. Yeah, well. Tom Brady's had some whining times. David Beckham's had some whiny times. All the greats go through their I'd just like to be the damn photographer, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, who who is the credit on that photo? That Crasher, was- we're wasting time. It's on Tom Brady. It's on his, it's on his right. set. It's on Tom Brady's cell phone. All right, Richie, set this up, my friend, for those that are uh, listening to us here in the Freak Nation. It was truly magical television. Truly the best part of today's Miami Grand Prix was watching Martin Brundle, who's part of the Sky Sports broadcast for Formula One that airs on the United States here on ESPN Networks. FYI, former Formula One driver himself. Yeah, right. Walking around on the grid with all these celebrities and maybe the best, and it ended up getting Martin Brundle trending on Twitter earlier today, was (laughs) when he tried to interview who he thought was Patrick Mahomes. However, he was interviewing... uh, Paolo Banchero from Duke. And this is what transpired on the grid at the Miami GP earlier today. This is crazy. I've never been to an F1 race. This is this is spectacular. It's amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now you can see they locked in. It reminds me of myself. Uh, the real focus. Okay, it's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? Paolo, Bancaro. Right, okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that is so money. <laughs> and that, that, was, that wasn't all either. There, there is, in fact, more. Um, we can't play this whole thing because we got to go to break here in, in just a second. But later on or earlier on in the grid walk... Um, we ran into some famous, more famous people, such as Venus Williams and Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. And uh, Venus was just not having it. Did not know who right. Martin Brundle was. I don't know. I don't know if I can stand the rejection, to be honest. I don't know if I can stand the rejection here, but uh, I'll, 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 do, I'll do this for you. Venus, Martin Brundle, Sky, how are you? Yeah, really good to see you two on the grid again. Uh, are you cheering for Lewis? DJ Collard right there. Uh, yeah. Thank you to the Williams sisters. Serena, good to see you. So uh, tell us, what do you think? Is she just walking? All the drivers in Miami, so wishing them luck. It's the first time. Hey. Silence. Yes. 
What's the question? Is it- no, it doesn't matter. Really just uh, good to hear. Nice, nice to talk to you, actually. But uh, nice to talk to you. <laughs> it goes, doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he called her Venus and Serena, didn't he? Well, no, Serena was walking behind her, and then she she stopped and started talking to somebody else. That's why he was, you know, involved. (laughs) He went back to Venus. Yeah, then he went back to Venus, yeah. And still got ignored. All right, Richie, set this one up. This is uh, what might be Formula One in Indy, you think? Richard, I I don't know where this is from. There was no context to it. I just saw the video. We're going to play the video on YouTube, but for our radio listeners, you're going to hear another grid walk with Ozzy Osbourne. Here's your, here's what you got to do at home. You got to try and play along uh, to a game. I'm calling what in the world is Ozzy Osbourne saying here? (laughs) Truly a classic grid walk moment. Take a listen. Ozzy, British TV. Good to see you. Good to see you here. Uh, Sharon had some good news this week, I hear. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, I'm currently writing a musical about the life of Tommy Rasputin and the Mad Monk, and allowing it to go on Broadway. All right, I'll try and think of a question for that answer. Did you bring the dogs with you? <laughs> no, they're all <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, Yeah, he dropped an S bomb there too. Trying to think of a I gotta remember. I gotta remember that. I gotta think of a question for that answer. <laughs> That's one of the great lines. It's so good. <laughs> all right, Freak Nation. Uh, there's some entertainment from Formula One this weekend in Miami. Coming up next, the one and only John Force. 16-time funny car champion. If there was ever time to sit back, relax, have a beer, and pull out a big fat stogie, a cheap one maybe, uh, it's coming up in about seven minutes. But first, your stat man, Scat. This won't be a popular opinion, but it's mine anyway. My first impression of the Miami Grand Prix and the track layout wasn't great. It's hard to hide Miami and the beauty of its international city. But this track layout did a wonderful job of it. Art Deco styling defines Miami, but it was ignored in this track. There's nothing that says Miami that I saw. Several NASCAR drivers have said that racing at Bristol is like flying fighter jets in a gymnasium. The Miami Grand Prix is like flying fighter jets in a crypto dumpster filled with discarded Red Bull. Doesn't appear to be any rhythm between the bob and weave turns and curbs and setting up beside one of the planet's great oceans only to paint a marina on a parking lot and left a little to be desired as well. Saw a headline somewhere this week as I bumped around the net said America might find it difficult to find a place for three Grand Prix in one season. Laying out a street race is tough, but looking at what happened in Miami, that might be true. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Nation, anytime you can catch up with John Force, you give in and you just go. This interview lasted almost an hour. We've cut it down to a two-parter. The full interview will be up on YouTube. John Force just celebrated a birthday, got himself his 155th win at Charlotte in the four-wide nationals. 
16-time funny car champion John Force here in the Freak Nation. Sit back, try and relax, and follow along with John Force in the Freak Nation. I gotta ask, somewhere yeah. at a racetrack, you told me you two got married. Not you and Stat, <laughs> you and that beautiful girl. <laughs> it did, yes. When the hell did that happen? I never got an invitation. <laughs> I, I never... Uh, Stat, man, you were supposed to give it to him. It's all I my fault, John. I, I, they gave it to me to give to you, and I forgot. Oh, go. man. <laughs> but it freaked me out when you said it, and I walked away. I said, wait, he married Crash? No, no, you misunderstood that. <laughs> okay. Yes, hey. we, kept, we kept it quiet for many, 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 many years. John, when we got married, you were 60 years old. Hey, I brought you something from Texas here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big ass middle finger. <laughs> you know where that joke goes. I Sarah's gonna get mad. You talk about I'm a young kid. I got heart, I got monster energy, I got everything to make me and coffee when I need it. So what are, gonna talk, what are we gonna talk about? I don't know, John Force. I'm uh Getting kind of tired of calling you 16-timer, John Force. When the hell are we going to make it 17-timer? Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. So I'm trying to get it done, and I'm working on it. And my race car, uh, Daniel Hood, my boys that run the, the Blue Def and Peak, Motor Oil, Chevrolet, uh, with all my sponsors on it, um, uh, Daniel Hood and, and Tim Fabrizi, uh, we've been fast, but – even last year, I was in the hunt. I actually had the points lead for a few rounds last year until I crossed the center line. And, and, uh, cause I didn't realize I could lose points. Hell, I don't read the rule books. So in the middle of it, they're doing a great job. And now we got consistency. Uh, you know, we ran the speed, uh, and, and ET and, and won the race, did it all. And, uh, uh, even though Robert reminded me, you ran 335, he said a couple of years back, I ran 339. But that's a Chevrolet Camaro either way. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> so John Four, 16-time Funny Car Champion, 73 years old, just celebrated his birthday, 155 wins. You are, you're asked this all the time, John Force, but your biggest accomplishment is what? As a father of some wonderful women that uh, uh, simply take care of this planet. What's the biggest accomplishment for John Force? Well, uh, my family, yep. my children, my wife, the, the people that made all this possible. Uh, I, I was at a ball game last night with Noah, watched him play baseball, and I just sat up there, and yet they go out on the weekends. They drive a junior dragster. Him and him and Jacob, uh, they're, they're, they're 9 and 8 or 10 and 9 or something. Autumn is moving up to Super Comp. Uh, Robert, uh, his daughter, and my, Adria, and my daughter, Adria's daughter. So, uh that is the future of me. You know, nobody's going to live forever. Uh, but uh, see if I can take these lights off. The lights are really bright, but <laughs> nobody's going to live forever. Not even me. Uh, but, uh, 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 stat man, he might. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> that, and I want to win. And, and, but, but you know what? It is what it is. And my job is to win races. Uh, I got the proc kid, Austin, you know, with Montana brand. And, and that's really cool to me, Robert with auto club, Brittany with flavor pack and monster. And of course me with peak, but that's what I do to grow my company, to keep it together. 
uh, to keep everybody's jobs, social media and PR is becoming huge now. B2B business is, we're talking things this morning, B2B. I didn't even know what that meant. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, now things are happening. And then in the middle of it, I, I, I won a race. Hey, I've been winning races for the last hundred years, every year. And the championship's out there. I am not giving up on it. It's what I dream about in my little world that I live in. Uh, I can't even let Robert in that world. He is so caught up with winning. You don't know the, the way it is. And, uh, but uh, he's a good man and he's, he's president and runs my company. And uh, so, um, good weekend. Now we're heading to Richmond, and I get to be back on your show. Hold on, though. Hold on, just a second. Didn't the racing, for the wedding. I know. So sorry. So sorry. The racing lineage, though, with all the forces, you know, in and out of the family, yeah. that's taken care of. That is clearly going to live on for decades, for centuries. To be perfectly honest. Who has the best business sense in your family? I mean, is it Adra? Is it Ashley? Who's the business person that's going to really keep the team and those B2Bs that you are referring to moving healthily? Yeah, but uh, Adra runs all the money in the company. Hell, I can't even count. And she, she, you know, she's run that from the day she came out of school. We had one desk. She sat on one side and the phone would ring and she'd answer, uh, uh, yes, John Force Racing. And they go, uh, is John Force there? Oh, uh, let me check with his secretary uh, to see if he's busy right now and see if I can get him. Hold on. And she'd go, Dad, do you want to talk to him? Who is it? <laughs> and, and, and I'd say, give it to me. Good job, kid. And that's how we lived. This whole thing was smoke and mirrors. And I don't know how I got here, but she was very important. Now Robert runs the company. Daniel, Ashley's husband, runs uh, my race car. Um, uh Ashley runs my TV production company. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, it's all just a big family. Jimmy runs a team. His boy drives one. His other son, Sam Proc, runs, uh, you know, my shops in Indy and comes on the road with us when we need help. So it's just a big family affair. But you look at Barlam. I, I don't know Tober, but we're getting to be family. You know what I mean? Because that's how I want it to be. And uh, hell, Guido and Kelly called me to tell me they love me because they're just the best people in the world. I got to trying to figure out how to get them back. Don't, uh, Tony Stewart and Kev right. ran off with them. Okay, what'd you ask? I know. I, I remember, I remember you had a small house on the west side. Not small. Yeah, right. It was still like five bedrooms. But it was on the west side of Indy. This is the mid-90s. And I remember when Guido and there was a guy there named Kevin and Eric Medlin was one of your mechanics. And yes, I remember those guys coming from the very beginning of John Force Racing and having fun with those guys summertimes in Indianapolis. And now look at you. It's insane what you say. It's just a family business, but you've grown it and massaged it so well. You make it look easy. I know it wasn't easy. Hey, at that ranch we had there in Indy that we ended up sold and we built the shops in Indy <laughs> and we had big shops in California and movie theaters out here and, and, and museums. And, and, and then back there, we got chassis paint engine building programs and museum back there. But you know, when we had that little ranch, um, I wish I would have kept it, but I sold it to build the new place. But <laughs> I remember we had a John Deere tractor came with it and a guy showed up there and he goes, uh, I see a John Deere tractor, but you never, you don't cut the grass. There's people out there you pay to cut the grass. And he said, you never moved any dirt. And he goes, why do you have that big old tractor? So me and Guido walked over to it 
and the the big uh, what's that thing in the front you scoop up dirt with the bucket. <laughs> it was full of ice and beer. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I said, we run around this place, we drink beer out of that tractor, and then we just drive it around like we know what we're doing. So smoking beers, they don't need to know all that, but but we love what we do. We're heading to Richmond. I've got a race car that'll race. We got some new promotions coming. Uh, you know, Sarah's killing them with social media, and, and she's got this young girl that helps her uh, – in our marketing team hope and we're going to grow this and PR and all this stuff. Cause that the world's crazy. What you guys do where you put us out there in the world that, that, that I don't even understand. I'm a dinosaur. And Oh man, yesterday on my birthday, I had 10 million phone calls. Okay. And in the middle of it, I'm trying to figure out cause I don't tell you who it is. You're just supposed to know. And I had all these people like, I don't have a clue. And, and so I'd send a message. Thank you. Love you. And then I get a guy called back. Why are you saying you love me? Well, first of all, I just, just saying, I love you. Who are you? I'm Paul from Boston. And I just found your number, how to call you. So you got to be careful what you type into the deal. And, uh, and then, then my team, let, let me give you an example of something. Last week, uh, they sent over a deal. NHRA sent a thing, so we're sending it out to all the drivers and employees. We're starting 30 minutes later tomorrow because of weather coming. And so for the first time, I picked up my phone. I said, T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U. Thank you. And I pushed a little deal. My wife showed me how to do it. Beep. And it went. And then all of it come back. Hey, anybody listening? Somebody's got Force's phone. Uh, we're getting responses. So they all started calling me. Like, who's on the phone? Where's the phone? Let's find it. Like, can't find force. And I, I was there. And but that and they and then I said, you're all making fun of me, aren't you? Because I don't know how to run this phone. You know, what's embarrassing when you get out of your car and you take your phone and you go like that. And then you realize it ain't a flip flop. That's, <laughs> that's really embarrassing. All right. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> As the only two dinosaurs on the phone call, there you go, John. Me and you, we have that in common. You're a dinosaur, and so am I. But you look better than me. I've well, been road you- hard. I'm beat up and and put away. And people are telling me, when are you going to retire? I said, I missed that 10 years ago. And a sponsor said to me, you mean 20 years ago? We had the same conversation. You were going to retire back then in a couple of years. You're still here. So they won't even write that in my contract. They're all signing me up for another round, though. I'm good. How do we, how does the NHRA go on without that guy? It doesn't. It mm. won't. I mean, he's, that's gold. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, we ain't talked about drag racing in any of that. <laughs> and that's it. You can't turn away from him. He's incredible. John is incredible. He's a, he's a force of nature. We're, we've, this is an interview we did earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And we're still laughing at the same damn jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. When was his birthday? It was Wednesday, right? Yes, it was Wednesday, and then we had him had him uh, for Thursday on Thursday. Yeah. Right. That's a Hall Jeez. of Fame. That's a Hall of. They they ought to build a Hall of Fame for him now, mm-hmm. and let him just continue on and said, "John, keep going as long as you want." So his birthday is Star Wars Day, May the Fourth. May the Fourth, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
May the fourth be with you. May the force be with you. I'm sure they've done a meme of that. Yeah, no, they've done that. That was that was done back when uh, the movie came first came out because he was he was only ten championships then. Mm -hmm. Nobody's won more than four or five, and he's got sixteen of them now. (laughs) We wouldn't be talking to him if he if he didn't have that personality. Granted, he has sixteen championships, but gosh, you don't find a personality like that with double digit championships and 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 access. Somebody mm-hmm. with 16 championships, we know people with five championships yeah. and they don't want to talk to you. This guy's got 16 to find a sport and he'll <laughs> sit and talk to us for an hour. Stop, man. We know people with zero championships <laughs> right. who make right. it difficult to talk to. Exactly. So exactly. it's all either you're a good person or you're Exactly. The bigger they are, the nicer they are. We will uh, be joining John Force again for part two. You don't want to miss that. It's even better. How does it get better than that? I can't tell you. That's why you need to stick around. The uh, part two of John Force 16 timer coming up next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Engine is one of the most important components of your vehicle. When improperly maintained, you can experience mechanical wear, poor fuel economy, or even a breakdown. Lucas High Performance Motor Oils are proven to lower oil temperatures for longer oil life, reduce metal fatigue, and keep engines clean and free of deposits much longer. They protect against oil foaming, slow oil burning, and raise oil pressure in worn engines. For more information, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil. Keep that engine alive. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Ultimax RT43 to the aggressive all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, 
excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, we continue on with our interview with John Force. The full interview is up on our YouTube page. Just be sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, and you'll get notices every time we load an interview up there on YouTube. Of course, if you're watching us live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, you see us right now. So, yeah, it's the part two of 16th time of John Force celebrating his birthday this week and his 155th funny car win. It's 16-time Funny car champion, John Force with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. John, you mentioned going to a baseball game to watch what your grandson play. When you go there, do people know who you are? Do they crowd around you and ask for autographs and want to know about John Force when you're just trying to be a grandfather? Okay, you want to hear something? <laughs> I don't even know. The only people I know in your Belinda next to my team is – is the lady at the donut shop and the guy at the laundry. Okay. He's throwing up 25 pairs of pants because my wallet keeps falling out of my back pocket. And I can't <laughs> figure that out. My daughter's buying me pants and the zipper is too short. Like, what's wrong with pants? The, the, the pockets are so short, your wallet won't go in and disappear. Like, who wears this stuff? All the kids got little zippers and they all got little wallets. I don't know what's going on here in the world. So my guy is trying to fix my fans for my wallet. I lost it three times last week. Sit down and just falls out. So they're going to so why did I get on that? Uh, Who knows you? What was the, oh, the ballpark. So here I am at the ballpark. My wife says, you got to be at Bryant Ranch by six o'clock. It's already 630. I said, I'm, I'm going to go there. Sarah's going, well, can we plug some sponsors here, please? Okay. <laughs> so, so here we go. And, and, and I go to the ballpark and I park across the street. I run up to the first diamond. Oh, I'm looking for Noah. I'm looking for Ashley and Danny. I don't see him. And so I ran around to the other diamond, walked around back there. Wasn't over there, ran over the third diamond. Finally, I said, well, they can't all be in the bathroom, even the kid playing ball. But I went and checked the bathroom and the hot dog stand. I couldn't find nobody. You're talking about people that know me. So I've been to these games, right? So, but I don't go in in a uniform. And if I take this white hat off, nobody knows me. You know, I mean, I, I go in the movie theater with this hat on and somebody buy, put, put a different color hat on. They, they go, who are you? John Force, I, I come in here every week. You know who I am. Well, you don't have your hat on. Okay, good for Pete. But here's the point. I go all the way around the diamond. I go out, get in my car, told my wife, you sent me to the wrong ballpark. And don't do that to me, walking around up here. It's wearing me out. And she goes, I just talked to Ashley. And she said, she's not there, but Danny and his dad is. Okay, and Noah. Jacob's not there. I thought, well, maybe I didn't look for Jacob. Maybe I was looking for Ashley. So I go back. I go around the whole ballpark. I, this ain't a, a million people. I'm standing there with all these women with 
moms of baseball, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, where is Noah? And I'm looking on the diamond. I know Noah. I know what he looks like. Can't find him. Went back to the other diamond. Can't find him. And what I'm getting at in this little story is Danny and his dad was in the stands and Noah was on the field. But nobody recognized me. Maybe just out of respect, let him have a day off. I know people there, but it ain't like at the races where they'll run up. Oh, my God, it's you. They don't care. These are soccer moms or baseball moms and dads. So I went around it, and then Danny's sitting there with his dad. I said, Danny, I walked right here, right in front of you. He goes, I was watching my kid, but I didn't have my white hat on. And I walked right by him. And he didn't even know his driver that just won Charlotte. Even he didn't know. <laughs> Danny and his dad said, I never saw you. How could you miss me? I walked right here in front of the dugout. But I said, I don't even recognize the soccer moms. He said, first of all, it ain't soccer. It's baseball. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean? And, and that was my big day yesterday. So, wow. John. We've had 22 years, we've asked you a lot of questions, but I don't know if I've ever asked you this. And I'm waiting for the answer like crazy. When you drive to the ballpark, what music do you listen to on your radio in the car? Well, I've got a deal that my, my daughter, Brittany, taped for me of all my songs, all the Beatles songs, The Long and Winding Road. Of course, I love country. Merle Haggard, that's where I come from. And them guys, I think they're all dead. And, and, and Merle Haggard, that, that's Merle Haggard Jr. But I, I listen to the, the, the dad, the grandpa. But what I'm saying is the Beach Boys, uh, uh, Reva, I love her, but I love Eminem. So I have them all on my little whoa, music. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You like Eminem? Can you yeah. name one Eminem song? You that's want staging Eminem lane there? music, Statman, staging lane music. Let me tell you something. Oh, you're testing me to see if I'm lying. I, okay, <laughs> man. I don't know the name of it, but I know the tune. The drum and bouncing. And mama, you know, hiding in the closet. Don't think I don't know this. Shit. Okay. And and uh, lose yourself. Who da? Who da? And the way they do it, I just, I've always liked him. And he gets in a lot of trouble. But no more than Chappelle getting beat up on the stage. Is that <laughs> something? If they, thank, you Will, thank you, Will Smith, for that little bit of action. He didn't have nothing. He didn't blame for that, too. So if they, if they had all he did was up, defend his wife. In, base, what? in, in baseball, they have walk-up music that they play when the batter comes to the plate. So if they did that in drag racing... What would your walk-up music be when you come to the start line? It, it, it'd be, uh, uh, um, I have a brain fade here, but I know it. It's, it's uh, come on, I was with him in Vegas with Ashley. Elton John's I'm Still Standing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, give, my God, I love I don't that. give nobody. I yes. don't sing. Hey, you, you want to hear something funny? You don't that? think I'm a real drag racer? Sarah came out because on the last show we were, uh, uh, Joe Costello, uh, he we did a show and he brought me out a birthday cake with three candles lit. But before she got with the cake, the candle went out and I grabbed it and I said, look at this cake. And they're all looking at it. Two candles are burning. One's out. I said, I dropped a cylinder, but I didn't <laughs> at Charlotte. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cylinders don't matter on cake. <laughs> no, but one candle was out and it put out the fire in one one fight. <laughs> anyway, Whoa, look, look at old, perfect. Look at your husband up there. He's going, this guy's full of more stuff than a Christmas turkey. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm having fun in life. My even my wife likes me again. I don't know hey. how that happened. That's something. Hey, John, there is not a Merle Haggard Jr. Were you thinking about Hank Williams Jr.? That's what I meant. But yeah. I know all their songs. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you know what I really like? I like the Highwaymen, you know, and 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 Chris Christopherson. People don't even know who he was, but I do. Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, and uh, Johnny Cash. And oh, I, I got Johnny Cash. Sunday morning coming down. I live by it. Sunday morning. That's the first song I turn on before I go to church. Wow. Wow, that's a good list. And so, hold on. Brittany made you a playlist. Oh yeah, she'll tell you. All this, all my music, and it's all about mood. Uh, you know, <clears throat> your song by uh, Elton John, and and just all the different songs. Uh, uh, the girl Faith, uh, what, what's her name in country western? Faith Hill. Yeah, Faith. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a lot of them. I, I, I'm not good with names, but uh, I can hum a tune or two. But I you know how to when you when you're in the car and your song comes on, do you start bouncing your head around and listening to it and dancing? Huh? When yeah. You're, you, so yeah. You, you're dancing. I gotta be careful. I don't throw my neck out whiplash in that funny car at 335 miles an hour. I don't mind to say it again. John Force, who's the fourth highwayman? Do you know his name? No, there's no the one that fell in the dam. Then the then the guy that goes in outer space. And 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 the very first one that was uh, bobbles by my trade. I I know the don't try to bull jive a jiver, okay? <laughs> bobbles by my trade. That's Willie Nelson. No, there's only three highwaymen. Waylon, Willie, Waylon, Christopherson, and Johnny Cash. There is four. I knew that. There you go. Yeah. Audience applause. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we got a lot of things in common, John, and that's one of them. The Highwaymen, Outlaw Country, uh, that's some of the baddest, ballest music in the history of mankind. Dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, it, it makes you dinosaur. <laughs> You're making me think of the, the, the new uh, Jurassic Park. It's the last one. And, you know, you watch the commercial, and that guy who I love that's in the background, remember with Jaws when they said, we need a bigger boat? Well, now this guy's saying, every time they make, make one of those dinosaurs, they keep getting bigger. Have you seen that commercial? I did not. He says they keep getting bigger. They're trying to make a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I don't know why I said that. Well, we are totally lost on this interview, and Sarah's over here checking off the box. I'm going to get fired. Okay. Get <laughs> John, John Four, 16-time Funny Car Champion, just celebrated his 73rd birthday, 155 Funny Car wins, wins four wide nationals in Charlotte. And let me drop this on you, John. Oh, paparazzi chased these girls everywhere. But I protected them, their mother. They said it looked like a beauty pageant. And uh, we stood outside all day to watch these guys in their Celts. It, it, looked like, uh, it looked like the Wizard of Oz. They were just going back and forth. It was awesome. And then, just like they said, at 5.15, the queen left the building, drove off in a Ford Focus, drove right off, didn't she? Did he have his boots on? Actually, I think he did. Yeah, in a pink you scarf know? that he bought at one of the stores. Forcey in a pink scarf? I was freezing my tail end off, and I just happened to run across this scarf for two pounds, and I bought it. Two pounds. That's money in England. And you know what? If you don't say something nice about me, you know this boot, you're going to be wearing it. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you got a big crowd there today. I can hear them. <laughs> yeah, those are my babies, and I love them. Yeah, Courtney's pregnant with a new baby. I didn't even know I could say it yet. Uh, they have to oh, they said it on that social media thing. They come to me because they know I'll tell the world. But uh, <laughs> we got a little Harlan. She's a sweetheart. And uh, 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 and Courtney's pregnant again. Uh, so Ray Hall's IndyCar driver doing his job. Way to go, Ray Hall. Love you. His dad, Bobby, won the Indy 500, called me and said, good job for an old guy, you know, winning Charlotte. So they're a great family <laughs> and I love them. And uh, life's good. Who's better at spoiling the grandkids, you or Bobby? Uh, I, I don't know, but I I like to spoil them, but I also want them to be respectful. And yes. you know what I mean? And, and and they are good kids. Got my hat on, Crooked. This is Pete. He'll bury me in this hat. Hey, but you got more hair on your head than Ray Hall, so that's True. a good thing. Uh, no, 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 don't. I'm, I'm finally getting him real. Talk to me. Did you quit that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not true. Hey, John, in your in your interview after you won the Charlotte, are you even Fort- going to show any of this? Yes. Yeah. Batman, run that dinosaur by again. Plastic <laughs> <laughs> Park. I love it. Hey, you in that interview after you won that race, John? You said this something about this might be your last time or something of, like that. What the hell was that about? I said last time. Like this might be the final time or last time. Because because my doctor said, Forrest, you can't run on kill all these years. And I said, well, when did you tell me that? He said, about 30 years ago. He said, we told you. You know, know, when you were 45, that you can't run like this all the time. Everybody's quitting driving. They're all retiring. IndyCar, they're all done at 35. And and I said, I can't quit. I got to make a living. Got, got babies to feed, you know, look at Sarah sitting over here. She wants a paycheck. I got responsibility to my employees, but Robert runs the company. He's the best. You know, I got up at five o'clock this morning. You want to hear something funny? You think, and and I got up at five o'clock this morning. I just woke up with a nightmare and I thought, man, I got to go to work. I got a bunch of things I did wrong. I got to fix. And I got to get on the phone to some sponsors on the East coast. They're up and I got to find Robert before he comes. Because right now, Robert, you know, you know, he got married, he lives up in, uh, well, he lives down here, but most of the time, but, but, uh, but his, his wife's in, in Salt Lake and, and, uh, and he stays in a hotel across the street. And so I go over to the hotel. I got there about 5.30, 5.40 and I'm sitting out front. I said, well, I'll wait till six. At least I know he gets up. He goes to work at seven in the morning, he beats everybody in. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting there. Out in front, don't want to bother him, being respectful, making some calls. And this is true, sir. And then all of a sudden, he don't come out. And I go, wait a minute. I got to call him. So I call him up. I said, ah, dang, you get up every day. You, you beat everybody in the office. And the day I'm sitting out front, you know, waiting on you. Where are you waiting? In front of the hotel where you stay? He goes, I'm in Salt Lake. <laughs> he goes, have you lost your mind? Too much tire shake. I said, boy, you ain't a kidding. I said, what are you doing in Salt Lake? Well, he said, yesterday after I left you, you were heading to the ballpark, and I was going to the airport, but you don't listen. (laughs) I told you I was going to the airport. I said, okay, I buy it. But he was in Salt Lake, so we carried our conversation, and there I was sitting out here 
in front of a hotel he wasn't even in. So it's the end yeah. of the world for me, but I don't care. I'm going to get new contracts. I'm going racing. Okay. Till I drop. And that could be right. any day, but, but what I said on TV, I could drop. Cause that's part of my act. I'm always mm-hmm. crying. Like I, I, I want to milk the, the, the TV and get all I can get out of it. So, cause I love it. Oh yeah. We are not worthy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> wow. That man. Mm. Mm-hmm. John Force, 16-time funny car champion. Woo. All right. Still laughing at the same jokes. Mm-hmm. Freak Nation, thank you guys for being a part of this. You want to watch us, be sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, Facebook Live tonight, Twitch as usual. And of course, thanks to all of our affiliates for making this thing possible. Lucas Oil, General Ty, and everybody else. It's part of this big old thing. Richard C. Suave. Pretty happy that uh, his sons are all tied up with this, uh, my oh. Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Shoot the juice to the moose oh. and uh, Statman. Cut it loose. Dip. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.